0: Welcome to the Soul of Islam radio podcast with Ahmed Saqamini and Ihsan Alexander. The time for the Islamic Renaissance is now. May the peace, the mercy, the blessings, and the light of Allah be upon us all. My name is Ahmed, and I am a physicist, a poet, and deeply committed to the reawakening of the human mind and heart through art science, and spirituality. Hassan is a spiritual coach committed to spiritual awakening within the Muslim community and beyond. He is the creator of several leading-edge coaching and online training programs designed to cultivate greater awareness, spirituality, and success. You can learn more at his website ehsanalexander.com and you are listening to the Soul of Islam radio podcast. It is a weekly program dedicated to sharing the deeper dimension of Islam and supporting your personal growth and spiritual development. I'm Ahmed, and I'm delighted to be here with my good friend and brother,
1: Ihsan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome to the Soul of Islam radio, our beloved brothers and sisters throughout the world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's divine light and presence and strength and guidance be with you. And we thank you for your continued support of Soul of Islam Radio, for tuning in, for subscribing, for recommending and sharing with your friends, family and loved ones. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to do our best to serve His deen, to serve His messenger and to serve Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today's podcast is on one of the
0: six articles of faith of Iman, known as the decree and the destiny Al-Qadar and insha'Allah, with his guidance and his inspiration we will attempt to unravel the beauty and the reality of this article of faith its connection to our entire lives our choices our freedom of will and our place in the universe inshallah we will shed some light on the connections between al qada and Al-Qadar and the Holy Night known as Laylatul Qadr in the month of Ramadan we will also pay close attention to the importance of accepting and believing in this article of faith for it is crucial in the ease that we will experience in our lives we will also draw some inspiration from Al-Quran al from the Holy Book to capture the essence of what decree
1: and destiny really mean divine decree and divine destiny this is one of the most subtle subjects with regards to our faith and it is true that it is often very misunderstood in one extreme we can tend towards the error of fatalism, where everything is destined and almost free will is non-existent or unimportant. The other extreme is that we have total complete free will and that nothing is truly destined and this creates a great burden upon the human soul. The reality of the subject is very subtle. It's a very fine line. However, it is a very important one and inshallah in this episode we will do our best to help convey something of the subtlety and importance of this subject in a way that can be practical, and beneficial. There are also some fundamental questions that human beings ask or must ask or that beg to be answered. Fundamental questions of life that we will also, inshallah, ta'ala, with Allah's grace, support, light, and guidance, attempt to convey or answer or address in this episode. Questions such as why are we here? And what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of our lives? What is the purpose of your life? in addition to the question of free will and choice is the question of who you really are who are we And seeking our true selves or identity is actually a need that drives us throughout life these are very important questions and this is a very important subject and inshallah may Allah Almighty lead us and you to gaining benefit from this discussion Allahumma
0: salli wa sallim wa barik ala sayyidina wa habibina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We invoke light, we invoke the blessings and the peace and the mercy of Allah upon the soul of our beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Subhanallah, we the human beings, we spend our entire lives, both the aware and the unaware, searching for it And it is seeking us one of the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the subtle. And he is indeed subtle in every way, especially in the way that he communicates with his creation. His subtlety can only be perceived, felt, or experienced if the mind is in a state of awareness. And as we know, that there are degrees of how aware the human mind can be. And because of that, this Undeniable truth is only seen by the ones who choose to walk towards the merciful, who choose to draw near to the reality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And life is an opportunity to do just that. Life is also an open ended mystery that spherically unfolds, expands, and stretches out to infinity. And a complete And a pure understanding of this mystery is in the realm of the knower of all things al-alim the subhanallah al-alim the knower of all things is also loving and merciful which is why he gave us the key to life and there is great solace and peace in knowing that we know that that we have that key and what we do know is that a lifetime for human being on this physical plane is governed by choices. You know, every passing moment of one's life is a choice. And every choice manifests in an alignment with the path or a deviation away from it. So the key to life really are the choices that we make. And the way we turn the key is the kind of life we choose for ourselves. So now here is the big question. If Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, the creator of the universe and everything in it, gave us the key to making choices, then are we in control of our own destiny? Allahu Alam, Allah knows best. But it feels like the answer itself is a paradox. Because the answer feels like it's both yes and no. We feel that the answer is no, that we are not in control when it comes to the knowledge of one's destiny. The knowledge is with Allah subhanahu ta'ala only, and He did not reveal this knowledge to any human being except for any portion of it that He had revealed to our beloved Prophet Muhammad. Now we can say yes, we are in control of our destiny because we have been given the freedom of choice to maneuver and orient our minds in any direction. Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to some of his closest friends and companions that there is none of you but has his place assigned either in the fire or in paradise. And so they replied, why should we even carry on doing good deeds? Can we just depend on qadar, on destiny and give up work altogether? And Muhammad sallallahu recited verses 5 through 7 from chapter 92 Surah Al-Layl and he said no carry on doing the good things in life for if you make the good choices then you are led on the path towards what you have been created for with absolute ease it's a hadith from Sahih Muslim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created everything transcends everything he created and has knowledge of every single one of his creations so let us be happy and content and optimistic and grateful in knowing that yes we are in control of our destiny even though we have no knowledge of it and there is great wisdom in not knowing what our own destiny is because not knowing gives birth to hope it turns life into an open road full of possibilities a great analogy is exams in our school days every moment of every day up until the moment we turn in the exam is governed by choices we choose to allocate a certain amount of time based on the level of excellence we hope to achieve and all along we do not know what the final score will be but we make the choices to study a little a lot or not even study not knowing what the score is until the moment the instructor hands us back our exams is analogous to us not knowing our destiny until the moment we stand before Allah on that realm while the choice to study or not is analogous to our choices in life and some of you might be thinking about this panel what about those students who go into the exam with a high level of confidence that they will do extremely well well they too do not know what their final scores will be but that level of confidence is real and is analogous to those who make the right and good choices in life those people Allah begins to give them a confidence in the form of contentment felt in their hearts which what we know to be as al-qalbul mutma'in the contented heart or an-nafsul mutmain the contented self No human mind is ever certain where it will end up, but the human heart feels if it's on the right path or not. And the mind draws closer to certainty and clarity with every good choice and action. SubhanAllah, the choices we make manifest in something called Qadar, destiny. And destiny reflects the very choices we made in life. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us awareness of every passing moment. So that we may make the right
1: choice every time at the heart of the question of destiny is the question of responsibility what is destined what is written what is choice and free will the truth of the matter falls within what might be called the paradox of truth there's a limit to human intellect and to the human mind we know that we have free will Yet we also know that everything is destined by Allah Almighty. The reality of this truth can, in fact, only be comprehended beyond the human mind. It cannot be comprehended by the human mind. It transcends logical understanding because it is beyond the realm of intellect, as all truth truly is. Regarding this paradox of truth, the Prophet once said that Allah Almighty can put the entire creation and universe through the eye of a needle without making the needle any bigger, nor the universe any smaller. How is that possible? It is possible. By Allah's qudra. And subhanAllah, the word for qudra or power is the same as qadr, destiny. The truth and reality of destiny can only be understood beyond the human mind if it can be understood at all, because that actually transcends understanding. But its reality can only be experienced beyond... The limit of the human mind. The heart has the capacity for that greater understanding. Within our community, we tend towards extremes. And again, on one extreme is fatalism, which is that everything is destined by Allah. And in that belief, we tend to gravitate more towards the extreme of shirking responsibility, of not truly taking responsibility for our choices and for our lives and for our results. We generally within the community tend to use. The phrase, inshallah, in a way that allows us to avoid committing to a course of action and in a way that makes us or enables us to avoid responsibility. Everything is destined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yet we have complete free choice in terms of our choices and our actions, what we choose to do, the path, the course that we choose to set upon. And we are responsible for our choices we are not responsible for the results this is an important distinction and at the heart of easing the human heart with regards to stress because the other extreme which is in materialist or Western culture where really destiny is completely not acknowledged the divine is not acknowledged and the human being believes that it is solely responsible for its results that creates a lot of stress That creates a lot of burden upon the human being, upon the human heart and soul. And hence the overwhelming stress of modern life. With the correct understanding, the correct Islamic understanding, there is absolutely no need for stress. Because we remember that Allah is in control. We are only responsible for our choices, but the results lie with Allah Almighty. An example would be that we can take a seed, plant it in the earth, water it, nurture it, care for it give it love but we can't make it to grow and if we stress ourselves out over the fact that it's growing or not growing we can kill ourselves simply by this false belief that we are responsible for its growth all we can do is nurture it and water it give it the love it needs to grow but it is in Allah's dominion to cause it to grow so at that point we step back that is beyond our that is beyond our control that is beyond our power that's in Allah's qudra this belief reminds us and it teaches us to truly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And true belief in Allah, true tawakkul, relieves us of stress. It relieves us of the problems of the modern world. Again, we are responsible for our actions, for our choices. But Allah Almighty is responsible for the results. And that's why the Prophet said, Tie your camel and trust in Allah. A man once came to the Prophet. The Prophet asked him, What did you do with your camel? And the man said, Allah will take care of it. The Prophet told him, Tie your camel and trust in Allah. That was the mistaken belief that he was not responsible for what happened or for his actions. And so the Prophet corrected him. The perfect course of action, the perfect way of living, is this trust in Allah and the embracing, the honoring of personal responsibility. As Ahmed said, we do not know what is destined and we are not to second-guess Allah's destiny for us. We must live our lives with complete responsibility because that is Islam. Islam is about responsibility, it's about choices, ultimately about choosing heaven and paradise over hell and suffering. That is a choice. It's a choice we make every day and in every situation. But at the same time we can look at what has happened in our lives and take rest in the fact that it was destined for our learning for our growth we need not dwell over the past we need not be tormented and tortured by the past we can move forward knowing that what had happened had to have happened to get us to the point where we are at now so that we can make the right choice in this moment remember this moment is all there truly is and everything comes down to this precise moment the present moment we need only look at the example of our beloved Prophet. He more than anyone believed in divine destiny and knew its reality better than anyone else, yet he spared no energy, no effort in doing his best to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when he went to Taif to call the people to Islam, and they had the children chase him out and stone him, and he was bleeding, and he wept to Allah on the way out of his weakness to serve Allah's will he knew that the people would either come to Islam or not come to Islam and that that was within Allah's dominion but he spared no effort in trying he spared no effort in doing his part to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and even knowing that whether they embraced him and embraced Islam or not was in Allah's hands and control he nonetheless wept of his weakness in his effort knowing that it could make no difference whether they accept it or not yet that's the degree of perfection in which he embraced personal responsibility and yet had complete total dependence and acknowledgement of allah's divine will and power over the situation it's a very subtle path they say it's like walking the edge of a razor a little to the left and we overcompensate to one extreme a little to the right we overcompensate to another extreme And we will always be overcompensating in the search for balance. But as we walk, we get better and better and we get closer to the center. And inshallah, by Allah's will and mercy, with our effort, He will give us the grace that hopefully we can align ourselves beautifully with a al-mustaqim by the end of this life or within this life. Remember, it is that surat al-mustaqim, that path of perfect balance that leads to paradise. Islam is all about balance. It's about walking perfectly in Allah's light and presence every step of the way. And the reality of that path is one that transcends the mind. There comes a point where we have to shift beyond the mind and learn to live and operate and flow from the heart and soul. Beautifully said, Brother Hassan.
0: Beautiful. This is why we were created. We were created to Know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the way that we can do that is if we ask Allah to fill our hearts with awareness of Him. Because with the awareness we will begin to align ourselves, begin to feel nearer and closer to the straight path. It is the straight path that leads to success, that leads to happiness, to a strong community, a strong home, strong family a healthy life balanced life and muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that he said that our way our way is of the balance of being balanced in perfect balance now going back to the decree and the destiny when it comes to al qada and al qadr from what we have been told and from what has been transmitted from muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and al quran al karim that al qada is simply the Decree, the judgment, the decision made by Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just to clarify, we human beings can make a decision or a judgment, but Allah makes the judgment, the decision, which is why we say Al Qada', the decree, and not Qada'. SubhanAllah, having Al, which means the, in front of the word Qada' or decree, points towards the reality of the very word being that the decree comes from a place that transcends the universe and the human intellect now al-qadar is simply the destiny the very word also refers to the destined time and place of something the power the ability as well as the destined motion of every particle in the universe al-qadar and we can sit here and Unravel the many meanings and derivations of the roots of the words Qada and Qadar, but the essence that needs to be conveyed is that the decree and the destiny is a manifestation of the highest form of cause and effect. They are entangled and inseparable, and you can't have one without the other. You know, many of the ulama, many of the scholars have explored qada and qadr, decree and destiny, from what our beloved Prophet Muhammad had transmitted. And what we know is that there are six articles of faith, of belief, of iman, belief in the oneness of Allah, Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, His messengers, His angels, His books, the day of judgment, and the decree and the destiny. And when exploring the article of decree and destiny, we find that it is composed of four different realities, of four layers. The first is concerned with ilm knowledge, and that we should have belief in knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all things. And He knows all things on any given magnitude from any And every perspective, he knows all things from pre-eternity to eternity, knows of every action, of every detail, and of every choice made by his creation. The second is concerned with Kitabah, the written. The belief in that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written everything in the Loh al Mahfuz, the protected, the sacred book that contains the knowledge, the destiny of everything and every soul. SubhanAllah Allah says in Surah Yasin chapter 36 which means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took everything into account every detail in a clear and divine book we are told by Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi that Allah has commanded for the knowledge of everything to be written in the book eons before he said kun. Eons before he said "be" to nothingness, eons before he willed for creation to come into existence. Now, that was concerned with Kitāba, the Written. The third is concerned with Meshia, the Will of Allah, and it requires belief in that whatever happens only happens by the will and power of Allah, and this goes for the choices and the actions made by any human mind as well as his own actions. And lastly the fourth is concerned with khalq creation and it is the belief in that he created everything and willed for everything to come into existence and everything that is not him is a creation of his he created space time matter energy light and created the laws that govern the entire universe allah is the khaliq the khaliq is one of his attributes and we recommend, by the way, visiting the episode titled Al-Khaliq and Creation if you haven't done so already. Now, there are different realities to destiny and in the way they are sent to mankind or revealed to mankind. As we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the knowledge of everything to be written, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also brought every soul, every one of us, into His Divine Presence. And made us testify. We witnessed him during that eternal moment. And when each soul was sent into a womb, Allah sent an angel that would reveal, that would write, that would prescribe the destiny of that soul. And those destinies are one's lifespan, one's sex, one's risk or sustenance, and whether that soul will taste paradise or not. Another reality of destiny is the one that occurs every year and that happens on the night known as Laylatul Qatr, the night of decree the night of destiny the night of power in that night Allah reveals and destines the actions for his creation for the following year for the following cycle around the Sun and then there are also the portions of our destiny that reveals to us on a daily basis throughout our entire lives so in a nutshell There are smaller forms of destiny that become revealed to us on a daily basis, on a yearly basis, throughout our entire lives in dunya in the world. And of course, there is our ultimate destiny. And that ultimate destiny will be a total manifestation of every choice and action of one soul during his or her
1: lifetime. At the heart of the question of destiny, divine destiny, are the fundamental questions of life. Who are we? Why are we here? What are we supposed to be doing? Where are we going? Where do we come from? Allah Almighty said, in Hadith Qudsi, "I was a hidden treasure, and I wanted to be known, so I created." Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala Himself is saying, in Hadith Qudsi narrated by the Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that the purpose of creation is to know our Lord, to know our Creator, to know Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah Himself. Is stating that the purpose of our lives is to awaken to the reality, to the truth of the Divine Presence. And one of the great early Sufis of the ninth century said, stated, that one who knows himself is as one who knows his or her Lord. That the path of self knowledge is the path that leads to Allah. The question of destiny, the question of purpose, and the question of who we are are all intricately intertwined and connected in our modern world and our contemporary culture self knowledge is the one field of knowledge that is virtually ignored almost universally we study everything extrinsic to ourselves mathematics chemistry science physics literature history we study for over 20 years but we never study ourselves we never learn about ourselves who we are how we operate the reality of the mind and the self and the Prophet said one hour of contemplation and reflection is more valuable than 70 years of worship self knowledge these questions are what make life meaningful Allah created us to discover his divine presence to discover him to know him and we can only know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we truly know ourselves who and what we are and the truth and reality of your identity of your being transcends the physical world of time and space if we continue to identify ourselves with our bodies and with our minds with these conceptual localizations of consciousness we will never truly know ourselves because both the body and the mind will be left behind there will come a time where we will have to lay the body aside as well as the mind and if we have not yet transcended attachment to the self that will be a painful separation prophets also said that there are some who when it comes time to give their soul give it freely and willingly the soul leaves the body gently peacefully and there are some in which the taking of the soul is a painful and excruciating experience because of its attachments to the world to dunya to the self to the body and to the mind we you will only truly discover who you are in your divine purpose when you discover who you are beyond the body and the mind beyond time and space. When consciousness shifts from the mind and the body to the heart, as Ahmad said, when we awaken, when we become nafs al mutmainna, the certain, contented, tranquil self. This third stage of consciousness that is rooted in the heart, that is connected to the soul and to the divine presence. All of Islam is to help us attain this state of consciousness, nafs mutmainna this state of awareness in al Ihsan, this station of spiritual excellence. And this is why Islamic spirituality is also known as the way of the heart. The way of the heart. The way of learning how to live, flow, be, through and from the heart. Inspired. Life inspired. A life in spirit. And on this subject, we also highly recommend you revisit the episode of Soul of Islam Radio entitled Living from the Heart. There is one night in the year known as al Qadr, the night of power, the night of destiny. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Qur'an that this night is more valuable, it's greater than a thousand months. That's over 83 years, a lifetime. It was on this night that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Holy Qur'an, in which the Holy Qur'an descended into the heart and soul of the Prophet sallallahu And thus to humanity, thus to his ummah, it was on this night Laylatul Qadr, that Allah manifested His will for creation, His will for humanity, and revealed divine guidance. And the Prophet and great spiritual teachers have taught that if we were to capture the light, the essence of this night Laylatul Qadr, that it would be greater than anything else. In this night, if we could bridge the gap between us and the Divine Presence, if we could transcend creation, time and space in this night. By the grace and will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will have realized the truth of our creation, the purpose of our creation, the truth of ourselves and our identity, the reality of our purpose, the purpose of our creation, our divine destiny. And hence, in this one night, that possibility is so profound, that possibility is so great that we can attain a lifetime of ibadah and spiritual service in this one night. And this is why the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam recommended to seek Laylatul Qadr in the last 10 days of Ramadan, most likely on one of the odd nights of Ramadan, and to spend those days and nights in ibadah, in worship. And that worship, ibadah, is the key to realizing who we truly are and what we are created for. As Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta said, وَمَا خَلَقْنَا جِنِّي وَالْإِنسِ إِلَّا ليعبدون. Verily I have created jinn and human beings, but for ibadah but for worship that it is in worship that we discover who and what we truly are and that it is in worship the reality of ibadah that we can discover and reconnect with the divine presence of allah
0: a'udhu billahi minash shaitani r-rajim bismillahir
2: rahmanir rahim inna anzalnahu fi lailatul qadr wa ma adraka ma lailatul
0: qadr Laylatul Qadri Khairun min alfishar Tanazalul Malaikatuar Ruhu fihabi idni Rabbihim min Kulli Amr Salamun here hatta matlayil fajr Sadakallahu al Azim. That was chapter 97, Surat Laylatul Qadr. The surah titled The Night of Decree, The Night of Power, The Night of Destiny. In this beautiful surah, which is composed of five verses, of five ayats, Allah is assuring the human mind and reminding the human heart that He brought down the al Mahfuf, the protected, the divine, the clear book in which everything was written. He brought down the Holy Quran, al-Quran al-Kareem on this beautiful night. He brought it down from his realm down to Sama'id Dunya, the worldly realm. And in the surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is having this intimate conversation with Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as if he is hypothetically asking him, What do you know of Laylatul Qadr of the Night of Destiny? He was guiding the heart of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to the truth that he was going to reveal. He brought down the Quran on this beautiful night from his realm in two hours, and through Jibril, he would reveal the Quran over periods of time. He says in the Surah that Laylatul Qadr, this one night is better than a thousand months of worship. This one night has so much light from Allah ta'ala that is worth an entire lifetime of a human being. Allah ta'ala on this beautiful night sends down his angels, his beings of light into our realm. With his permission, with his guidance. And this night is full of peace, full of tranquility, and full of connection and alignment with his path, up until the time of Fajr. The moment when we make the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now Laylatul Qadr, many narrations are said to be in the last ten. Some narrations say that it is one of the odd nights of the last ten days of Ramadan. But reality is that we don't know. We don't know when Laylatul Qadr will fall in the last 10 days. And subhanAllah, look at the divine wisdom. In the same way that the human being does not know his destiny, we do not know when the night of destiny will fall in this beautiful month. And Allah A'lam, Allah knows best. Maybe there is another divine wisdom as to why we don't know when this night is because when we do not know it we have this sort of anticipation we're anticipating the night it strengthens our himmah. we want to make sure that we do the best that we can on every night so that just in case we have to fall on laylatul qadr that we can tap into that light that we can establish that connection it is a night where the dua is mustajab when the prayers that we make Are answered. And dua, just like anything else, has degrees. A dua that comes from the heart, a sincere heart, a clean and a pure heart, will be far reaching. On this night, we should also be aware that the dua that we make, the prayers that we make, the things that we ask for, should be things that will bring us closer to Allah. We shouldn't spend this time to wish ill upon anybody. Or to have more of this world without any purpose, without any divine purpose. This night also has degrees of experience, meaning that the more in tune that we are, the more we experience the beauty of this night. And also on this night, Laylatul Qadr, what happens, and it is recommended to be in Jama'ah on this beautiful night because. When we are together in remembrance, in dhikr, in tasbih, in prayers, in salat, in connection, it's the hearts of every soul are aligned and everything becomes amplified. We we'll begin to have this awareness of the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the light that exists in every corner of the universe. We we'll begin to establish connections with His malaika. We we'll begin to receive healings that could purify us. From any attachment that we had developed in this world, in this time. And in the same way, we have to externally be in a state of us, in a state of purity, in a state of ablution. Internally, we should be pure. We should make the intention to be pure. We should make the intention to cultivate any awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to bring our hearts closer to the words of Al Quran al Kareem to be in a state of meditation and contemplation and reflection to reflect on ourselves our place in the universe and to ask a lot to reveal the bad aspects of ourselves and who we really are to take the time to ask a to guide us back on the straight path to align us to realize that we are not in control of our lives to realize that He is the one who guides every soul Every human being. And Allahu A'lam, maybe Laylatul Qadr, the night of power, the night of destiny, was a night when Allah made the decision, the divine judgment, the decree for the truth to be revealed in our dunya, in our realm, so that it may be our destiny
1: to know it. In seeking the realization of our destinies, of the purpose of our lives, greater meaning to our existence in seeking to capture the essence of Laylatul Qadr, we now ask ourselves how are we to live what is the path that we should be walking in seeking divine grace and enlightenment allah almighty subhanahu ta'ala said as the last revelation of the Quran that on this day I have perfected for you your religion your way of life your way of living and I've chosen for you Islam. I've completed my favor and chosen for your way of living Al-Islam, the way of the Prophet Sallallahu And Rasulullah said, I leave behind you two things, the Qur'an and my way. Hold to these and you will be rightly guided. It is impossible to understand the Qur'an without the way of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi was Al-Quran. Laylatul Qadr was not just the night that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Qur'an to creation, but it was the night that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appointed as his final messenger, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to represent him to creation. We can best realize our purpose by following in the footsteps of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. al-Mustafa. We can live as he did, we can walk as he did, we can purify and perfect ourselves as he did. He Sallallahu Alaihi showed us a way of living known as Al-Islam, a spiritual culture that was most conducive to the awakening to the Divine Presence, that was most conducive to a life based in harmony and in peace, that was most conducive to the realization of our divine purpose, the meaning of our creation, the reason Allah brought us into existence. He, Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, lived a life of simplicity, a life of spirituality, a life of sincerity and humility. He did not allow himself to be enraptured by the attachments and the attractions of dunya. Instead, he sat low to the ground, he slept on the floor, and he kept himself close to the earth. Sallallahu alaihi Muhammad he knew that there was something far greater than the temporary pleasures or attractions of dunya, and he lived not for dunya, but he lived for eternity. It will only be when we transcend this world, when we turn away from this world and turn towards the presence of Allah, that we will discover who we truly are and why we are here. It will only be then that we awaken to and discover our divine purpose, our potential. It will only be then that we realize and manifest our divine destinies. The Prophet of Allah Sallallahu lived each day and each night as if it was Laylat al qadr Every night he spent in worship and in ibadah. And if we can live like that, if we can honor each night with sincerity and with love in the presence of Allah, then Inshallah when Laylatul Qadr does manifest, we will be prepared for it. It is said that the Sahaba spent six months preparing for Ramadan and upon completion of Ramadan, spent the following six months enjoying its benefit. Their entire lives revolved around Ramadan al the month of fasting, and again regarding the topic of fasting, this is a very important topic, we would also highly recommend revisiting the episode on fasting in Islam. But the lives of the believers revolved around this month of fasting, Ramadan al-Kareem, and the essence of Ramadan, the essence of it all, comes down to this night, Laylatul Qadr. When we live our lives throughout the year, as if... Each night was Laylatul Qadr. Inshallah, by Allah's mercy, we will be granted Laylatul Qadr. And Inshallah, in one moment of brilliance and light and awakening, by Allah's grace, we will awaken to the truth of who we are, the truth and reality of our purpose in creation. We will awaken and transcend both body and mind and awaken to the reality of the heart and the soul and our connection to eternity. And just as those five ayah, those five verses of Surah Al-Qadr They mirror, they they reflect, they remind us of the five levels of the human heart. Deeper and more profound and more transcendent states of consciousness. And you'll notice with the logo of the Soul of Islam radio, the five concentric circles symbolizing the way of the heart. May Allah Almighty bless us all and bless our community, our ummah, and inspire our hearts to awaken to purity, to clarity, to transcendence, and to the realization of our divine purpose. May we as a community, as an Ummah, again awaken to the reason and purpose of our creation, and again arise, as Allah said, the best of nations, calling towards that which is good, and turning away from that which is not good. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, your families, your loved ones and inspire your heart and ours with the light, the noor, the barakah, and the qudra of Laylatul Qadr.
0: Let us insha'Allah put our hands together and face them towards the heavens and make a dua to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala
2: to accept. Allahumma <laughs> adina man hadayt وَعَافِنَا فِي مَنْ عَافَيْتِ وَتَوَلَّنَا فِي مَنْ تَوَلَّيْتِ وَبَارِكْ لَنَا فِي مَا أَعْطَيْتِ وَاصْرِفْ عَنَّا بِرَحْمَتِكَ شَرَّ مَا قَضَيْتِ فانك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك انه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم من جميع الذنوب والخطايا ونتوب إليك يا الله يا الله يا الله يا خالق كل شيء يا الله يا الله نحن لا شيء وخلقنا من لا شيء نتوسل بدعاءنا هذا ونتوجه اليك يا الله يا الله يا الله
0: Merciful, the knower of all things, the all-seeing, the all-hearing. Ya Allah, we call upon you. Ya Allah, we call upon you. And we testify that you are the one and only worthy of worship. Ya Allah, we make the intention to make the connection with you, with your light, with your way, and through your Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Ya Allah, He know us more than we know ourselves. So look inside of our hearts. For you are always aware of what is inside of our hearts. Allah, Ya Allah, purify our hearts. Remove any disease from our hearts that you may see. Ya Allah, cleanse our hearts and fill our hearts with the light of the words of La Ilaha Illallah. There is no God but you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to give us the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge and the light and the patience and the ability to find our way back to you, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we are nothing. Ya Allah, we are nothing. Ya Allah, we are nothing, Ya Allah. You are everything, Ya Allah. You are the reality, you are the truth, and you are the light. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. Bring us into a state of awareness, into a state of perfection, into a state of excellence, after you have brought us into a state of Islam and a state of Iman, Ya Al Alameen. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we ask Ya Allah to guide every misguided soul, every lost soul, heal every sick human being. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we ask for your mercy. Ya Allah, we ask for your light. Ya Allah, we ask for your help, Ya Rabbil Alameen. So many of us in this world are misguided, are in need of you, are hungry, are lost, are without homes, are without families. Ya Allah, help us. Make us aware of your love, Ya Allah. Make us aware of your love, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbil Alameen, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. Make this Ummah understand and know the way. For we do not know and we do not really understand Islam. Give us the understanding of Islam, Ya Allah. Give us the understanding of Islam, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbil Alameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen, make every day of our lives, make every day of our lives an extension of the night of Laylatul Qadr. Make Laylatul Qadr, Ya Rabbil Alameen, a reality for all of us.